that hosts go where no girl has gone before. 4chan, arguably the best chan on the entire internet. And now, here are the meme lords who keep this show on the cutting edge. Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hello, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. We're so happy that you're here. Allie and I are performers. We had a live comedy show called Blogologues where we use the internet as our script. It was a lot of fun. Uh, then we had a web series called Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on Hoo Ha We met people behind the post. We went on scripted adventures. And now we have this here podcast with The Daily Dot. And in Two Girls, One Podcast, we're interviewing people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find really interesting. We're also here with our producer, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello. So we're looking at a behemoth today. Could we call it that? A behemoth? I don't know. We can. Old school internet. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) But interestingly, I don't think any of us know too, too much. Well, we don't have personal experience on this platform. No, none. None. None whatsoever. uh, (laughs) Facebook.com. I wish that were true. (laughs) Facebook. I wish I never knew What's Facebook. What's it all about? <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know like my middle school teacher's political views. I'm just <laughs> over it. Um, yeah. So what are we looking at today, Allie? <laughs> I really wanted to have a clever thing here. <laughs> One, two, three, 4chan! 4chan! <laughs> I see, you counted. I apologize for all of that. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at 4chan, which is a, is a wormhole that we haven't dove into previously um i hear it's fairly pornographic so it is on brand um (laughs) yeah but we're gonna talk to an avid user and figure out what it's all about uh it's definitely got a bad reputation and we're gonna see how much that is true or false which i'm excited about i kind of know what you're maybe saying but what do you mean by bad rep well i mean i think stereotypically it is known as a place where there's a lot of neo-nazis like a lot of hate speech a lot of alt-right you know i think that's some of the mainstream connections. But I, I also was reading that there's been, you know, incidences of, you know, hacking for good, like our, our Darknet Diaries episode, you know, where people have hacked, it, you know, into Scientology databases or whatever. So I, I think it's just like, it's kind of the wild west of the internet from what I know, but I really don't know much about 4chan, even though it is such a behemoth, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, we also know it's anonymous. That's one thing I know about it. But guys, that's it. Oh, Peppy the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Peppy, Pepe, I don't know. Pepe, yeah. Pepe, Bad okay. Guy. Um, But you know what? Before we get into our interview, I believe Jennifer has some news for us. Hmm. (laughs) You know my news, but everybody else, I moved. (laughs) She moved moved in with our number one fan, our podcast purist. That's right. Favorite adult baby. (laughs) Adam, the Mm -hmm. adult baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Really? I mean, I people move all of the time, but guys, I just have to say, I had not it's moved. It's a bitch. Moving is a yes, bitch. Man. And it's you haven't moved in. in like 
15 oh, years? Yeah. I think it was 14 yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. God, yeah. Terrible. So, ter- <laughs> I mean, good that you haven't good. moved, but it must have been awful for you to have to do it after I all mean, this time. And I'm the kind of person who likes to, you know, look through all of my stuff and like think about it for a while. And mm-hmm. it's just, I was very lucky actually in that. I had a grace period of a few months where we knew this was happening. Um, and I, we actually kind of moved in two parts. We got stuff in storage a few months ago, and then we were deciding out where we were going to live exactly. And then we, we did the rest of the stuff. Anyway, I had time to go through 15 years of stuff. And it's pretty extreme. Like I, I'm not, I'm not like a hoarder, but you know, I've Ali, I had like clippings from our shows and you didn't get rid the- of those. Did you? No, I keep, I kept those. I have like a memory box. You know, I'm trying to like keep things in an organized way now. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, I'm going to mail you some some things. So get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. I'm just pawning them off on you. From Great. Our I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of journals. A lot of journals from camp. <laughs> Matt, I I'm hope not, so. Are there I'm more not, journal entries? I'm not kidding. I had 20 journals. I mean, 20, 25, <laughs> I was maybe. making a joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they started from like my first year of college up until now. So, wow. Yeah, That's great. So like a 20 year span or something like that. But um, really, yeah, crazy. Great to have. Um, I actually gave those to my mother. I was like, mom, can you hold on to these? Because like, that's just in a New York City apartment. That's not something you want to have around. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back for these later. <laughs> yeah. When I have a house, we'll see. Yeah, but it's great. I'm so happy to be here. And your address is one. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. I'm moving. You, wait, what? Just, temporar- just temporarily. Moving okay. where? Where should I go? I think but that I should work from another Spain? country for like four to yeah. six weeks because why okay. not? The everywhere is yeah. better than the U.S. right now. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know. Well, we've talked. We've talked about this in a previous episode that you'd actually think about like moving somewhere permanently. No, is I, that, I think no, I want to okay. go for like four to six weeks and work from. I don't know. I was thinking. I was thinking Taiwan because they have like no cases. You can't quarantine for tw- for fourteen days and then you live your best life. Wow. Right. Are yep. we the like? Are we allowed? The difference there? would be really problematic. I'm not yeah. sure we're allowed. I was doing some research, but there is a New York Times article that lists all the places that Americans are allowed. So I might just choose from that list. If I go somewhere in Latin America, I'm pretty much I think on the same time zone. You got to make sure the internet's okay, though. I know. Yeah. No, I know because I would plan to just work from there for like four to six weeks, hang out, you know. Wow. Live my life because you know can't live it here. This is making me think of our listener, and his name is escaping me at the moment, but who's called oh, in multiple like times from world? around the world. Yeah. Where oh, are yeah. you now? I'm going to listen to right him. Now. Where should I go? Good internet. <laughs> and um, I hate to be uh, an elitist American, but I'm just going to say I want to go somewhere where I could potentially live like a queen for a month. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis. Where in the world is Lewis? Lewis, where right. are you? And where should I live for four to six weeks? Check in to, pr- to make sh- proof of life. Uh, call in to tell us call you're in. okay. Lewis, and, are you uh, listening? It's going to be really sad if he doesn't. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Well, right. we got to get to trivia because we're going to have a lot to talk about before Chan. Yeah, we do. That's right. Yeah, we do. That's right. Okay. Uh, this one's a fun one. As we discussed a little bit, 4chan is known for... Uh, Pulling off some crazy stunts for the lulls, you know, having fun with a lot of uh, mm-hmm. public public installations, uh, vigilante justice, and they particularly love 
online polls, when companies are like, vote for your favorite, whatever, what should happen here? If 4chan gets wind of that, they're going to mobilize thousands and thousands of joke votes to uh, get get something going. So mm-hmm. in 2012, this happened. Which of these online polls did 4chan manipulate for the lulls in 2012? I have three options. One of them is factually correct. Two of them I made up. Here we go. A. They voted to send Taylor Swift to perform a free concert at a school for deaf children in 2012. B. They voted for Steve Buscemi as the people's choice for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive Mm -hmm. in 2012. Uh, I mean, which is... That's just factually correct. I don't don't see the problem there. Uh, C. They voted for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up Mm. as the best new song of 2012 in a Grammy Awards online poll, despite the song being recorded and released in 1987. Which of these is true? I don't know. Okay, that's that's how (laughs) trivia works. That's that's how it goes. Which one's not true? Which one is true? Sorry, which one is true? Yeah. I I hate I hate to go. Can I go first? It's okay. I'm yeah, gonna sure. go first. Okay. A. Taylor Swift. Jen goes with Taylor. I'm gonna go with C. Rick Astley. Je- uh, Jen, Allie, what's your name? You go with C. <laughs> yeah. You sound the same to me. I can't tell the difference anymore. Fair. Yeah, I think, because, uh, yeah, I think that they're really into Rick Rolling, right? So, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going with C. All right. We will find out the correct poll manipulation from the wild world of 4chan after this commercial break. I would never prank the following people in a horrible poll gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We would never do that to you, Chris Harrison. Jerry Duran. Or Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. We would never... Why would we prank you? Deborah Duberpants, who I think is pranking us, but... I think maybe, but also Kathy Phillips would not prank her. William. Or Matthew Scott, because... They have supported our Patreon at the $10 or more level, a mere $10, and we will shout you out on air in awkward ways just like this. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Every day I see my neighbor's bees flying around my garden stealing the pollen or nectar from my flowers. Then the bees go back to my neighbor and create honey. My neighbor then harvests the honey and sells it at Pepper Place Market for profit. I have never received so much as a jar of honey as compensation. And every day my neighbor's bees trespass and steal my flowers. I was stung once when I was a child, so I know how dangerous bees can be. (laughs) The way I see it, this is equivalent to a person's dog coming into my yard to steal balls or tools, then gives it back to his owner who then sells it for profit. Do I have legal ground to sue? 
What types of things should I begin documenting in order to prepare for a legal battle? What would be a fair settlement amount if my neighbor doesn't want to take this to court? Thanks for the help. One of my besties, Ian, is a beekeeper, and I hope he's sending me some honey soon with the comb in it. Oh, send me that too. I would like some. My address is 147. <laughs> that's it, 147. That's where he uh, lives. Yeah, look, I know I'm biased because she bought advertising space on our podcast, but as I heard the ad again, yes. I, she has a point. I mean, she's not wrong philosophically i agree yeah to sell yeah, the, the honey it's a more it's an it's an ethical quandary guys yeah but I, I think that the bees should be sued yes maybe we should kill the bees for stealing penalty is not death i mean i think a hefty fine is probably... you heard it here uh kill the honeybees and no, i'm just kidding honeybees are very important and endangered so actually uh if you're an urban beekeeper you can tweet at me at ally gold l-l-i-g-o-l-d i think that's hot and i want your honey <laughs> now you know what to put in your tinder bio right your hinge bio oh god yeah that's still happening <laughs> All right, let's get to it. I have the trivia answer. Uh, What poll did 4chan uh, completely obliterate in 2012? Uh, Jen, you went with uh, Taylor Swift, got to perform for a school uh, for deaf children. Mm -hmm. I think it might be that one, but again, I wanted to diversify. Okay. No one chose B, Steve Buscemi, as People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive 2012, or C, uh, Jen, you went with... Rick Astley is never going to give you up became the people's choice. I for did. The I went with that Grammy one Awards. because, as we know, the Buscemi one is just too real. So it's too good. Yep. Ali Chosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct answer is A. Yes. Well Jen gets it right. Done. What does she win? Thank you. You win a free concert from Taylor Swift herself. <laughs> oh my God. She partnered with a textbook rental company for a back to school event. You know, these are typic- typical corporate sponsorships. The prize, of course, was that uh, the school with the most votes would get a private concert with uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, any US school could win. Uh, and when 4chan got a hold of this, they chose the Horace Mann School. For the Deaf and Hard of Hearing, a very well-respected and old school uh, in Boston or the Boston area, their voting, vote brigading outstripped every other competitor. They won by a mile. So because of the vote manipulation and the obvious sensitivity issues, uh, Swift did not end up performing there. However, she did donate $10,000 to the school. And when she did, four of the other event sponsors, including the textbook company, uh, Papa John's Pizza, CoverGirl, and American Greetings, each donated $10,000. And on top of that, uh, VH1's Save the Music also donated an additional $10,000 worth of musical instruments to the school. And Taylor Swift provided free tickets for all the students for any uh, anytime she was in the Boston area to perform like at a at a bigger venue uh they could come to see the concert for free. So literally the school because of 4chan got 50 grand in donations. Uh the school's principal told the Guardian, "Quote, are we the winner?" Absolutely." End quote. Wow. 
That's an incredible story. Well done, 4chan. So I, I imagine there's a lot more. There are other things like that out there that we're going to hear about in our interview today that you know I think will be illuminating for us. So let's get into it, everybody. We're really excited to have with us uh, our guest today, Brendan. Please welcome him to the show. He is an active and passionate user of 4chan since 2012. Welcome, Brendan. Hi. Thanks for having me. So as massive as 4chan is, you know, it is a big blind spot for us here at Two Girls, One Podcast. So we're really happy to get to talk to you. Um, you know, you know that Matt loves Reddit. I love Instagram. Ali likes TikTok. <laughs> we don't really know anything about 4chan. So we're going to start with some more sort of introductory questions. Then we want to definitely talk about the birthplace of memes on this platform. Um, so what is 4chan? How would you describe it? And, you know, is that different, do you think, than how like the mainstream media would describe it? Or just if, I guess, first of all, how would you describe it? It's a loaded question because of how wide 4chan stretches. Like there's a, you know, what we call boards. There's a board for everything, you know? So you, you can definitely find your niche there. But overall, I find it as a nexus of free speech on the internet, like, because you can say whatever you want, and it doesn't mean you won't be judged for it. You will, mercilessly. But you can still say whatever you want to say there. You're free to do that. And there's always someone you might click with there. And I think the anonymity that it provides is a huge, you know, turning point. So, you know, because you're anonymous, you can honestly say whatever you want. And some people use that to hide it, to hide, you know, who they are and, you know, say horrible things. But others just use that as an opportunity to say something that might be nothing wrong with, but might get them judged for. So I was just going to follow up on what Jen said, which is, you know, I know that there's a difference between the way it's described in, I hate to use the term mainstream media, but it's there's a different way that it's described in the mainstream media versus the way users feel about it. So how do you think the mainstream media generally portrays 4chan and where do you think they got it wrong or right? Well, I, I know how they portray it because they mostly mm -hmm. see it as like a place for Nazis and extremists and stuff like that together. And it, to be fair, it is. But that's the point. It's a place for anyone to gather. And you need you can't look at just parts of the whole. You need to see the entire thing for what it is. With an and with anonymity like this, yes, you're going to get some bad people. But the entire community is predominantly just people doing their own thing you know and yes it is it is more or less right leaning but most of these pe the people on here don't care about politics i mean there is the politically incorrect board for a reason that is where politics is centralized the rest of the space is made for you know whatever it's designated for i feel like the big thing that is misclassified is it's not a haven for like hackers and criminals and pirates no it's Mostly just geeks who can't find, and I'm saying this with the most love I can because I was one of those people. It's mostly geeks who can't find friends in the real world who turn to this internet culture where for the first time they find people like them. I find people who are also passionate about video gaming, about comic books, about whatever makes them outcasts in society and just, oh, I hate saying it like that. It makes me sound like the Joker, but you know, it, it, <laughs> it's a haven for them to come to and to find like-minded people and to actually make pseudo friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, with that in mind, how, so you've been on 4chan since 2012. How did you come to find it? 
Well, it's a bit of a cringy story on my part. Um, I was browsing we Reddit. We love those. And, <laughs> <laughs> and every so often I'd see a meme that, refer- that has like this four-leaf clover on it or that references the chans. And 4chan isn't the only chan. There's 2chan, 8chan, 3chan. There's a lot of them. But 4chan is the most popular one. Well, I go to 4chan and I'm greeted by this, what I thought was extremely archaic, old-looking website. Maybe it's out of use or something. And it wasn't. It was, and like, it, it's laid out like an old-style um, bulletin board, you know? And each of these links linked to some other interest group, just like, more or less like subreddits, but nothing on Fortune is permanent. You know, you post something within a week or a month or a year, depending on how active the board you're posting it is, it's gone. And you don't get it back unless someone screenshotted it. And I started doing videos and like these, the video games, the boards and, and like the photography boards. And I didn't get into the NSFW ones because back then I was scared of things marked NSFW. I was a very, I was a very sheltered child. Mm-hmm. The very idea of seeing porn made me like, no way, I will never click those links. And I mean, inevitably I did, but that's, that, that happened later. Like there was everything you wanted there. There was like these react. You can get reaction gifts. You you can get anything. And then on one faithful day, I decided let's go see what B is all about because everybody always referenced B. That's the random board. So I hopped on, and it was it was a lot better than it is now. Like now, if you go on a B, it's mostly porn and politics, unfortunately. But every now and again, you still get one of those golden threads. One of these things was the fields bar, and it's kind of this themed thread where you, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's role-playing, but it's this thing of one person serves as the quote-unquote bartender, and other people come and tell them their problems, whatever is bothering them that day, and then he responds with, um, you know, some good advice, or maybe just an anecdote of his own to try and, you know, help him feel better, and everybody interacts with each other, and it's usually done in the style of when someone, when you post some, your thing, is like, okay, give me a scotch, or give me whatever your drink of choice is, and tell your story, you know? It, it might seem a bit childish, but it's, like, I found that, and I was bullied mercilessly when I was young, if that wasn't evident, and I told them, hey, so, it's been a hard day, and it, 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 I got support, like, like, something that I didn't really get from people, from my peers, that I'm like, like, people saying, yeah, that sucks, but it will get better, just Hold on, you know, keep on fighting. Fuck those people. Like uh, th- this is th- this is cool. This is nice people. And then uh, the you laugh, you lose threads, which are people posting the funniest thing they can find to try and make you laugh. And if you laugh, you lose, as the name implies. Now, it's it's the precursor to the try not to laugh challenge, and it's mm. better in my opinion. If someone, for instance, our listener or maybe our hosts, have never been on four chan. When they enter, kind of, what does it look like? It looks like a nineteen, like late nineties, early two thousands website because it's it hasn't really changed in all the years that it's been since it's been created. They're bre- broken up into categories like Japanese culture, video games, interests, um, creative, other, miscellaneous, and adult. Don't ask me for the difference between other and miscellaneous. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I can't tell you even if I wanted to. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> there are just different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, among each of these, there's like a, you get the list of boards related to that, and it's just simple text. And be, below that, there's a grouping of the most popular threads on at the moment, 
from what I understand, because I've never seen a non-safer work post in the popular one, and they only pull from the safer work threads. And you can see like in what, th- in what board it's posted and what the thread is about. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I am on Fortune right now. Right now, the on the popular threads, there are there's a literature thread, this um just um green texts. We'll get to that in a second. But it's a green text story about something a, a guy finding an author and finding out he's gay and then it cuts off. There's something in television and film, a character says Amer- as American as apple pie, but apple pie is British. But there's just the most interacted <laughs> threads. Wait, apple are- pie is British? Yeah, this is blowing my mind. According, is, to, is- <laughs> according to this guy. Back All right. Up. Well, we'll have to do our research. According to this anonymous person (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, haven't you seen the British baking show? It it checks out. (laughs) So what is the green text? Okay, green text is a way for you to convey yourself. So if you put a greater than symbol in front of whatever text you're typing, it will display green. And so it's very simple, green text. Um, and it's usually for when you break something down or when you tell a story. It's like, this is put into the green text because it says, character says as simple as apple pie. Apple pie is British. So it's a very simplified, instead of, you know, telling the joke all the way, it's just, you know, uh, uh, break it down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mostly green text is used for when you tell a story. And it's usually from your perspective. Like, you'd start, like, a, a, a bit of a, a, I don't know if I'd call it a tradition or a stereotype. But the green text starts with the line "Be me" to signify I am. The story is told from my perspective, and then the second line is usually some context as to where and when you were when the story takes place. So a common first line would be like "Be me, summer of 2012." Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of iconic things in green, iconic memes that originated from green text, like um, "Everybody walk the dinosaur." It's a way you tell a long story. And it ends with the lines, open the door. And it, it's an old song that it references, you know, it, like rush into the hospital, open the door, get on the floor, everyone do the dinosaur. And it's a way to, you know, <laughs> tell people they've been got. You just waste their time reading this entire story. And you know, the, it, it, the end is completely unsatisfying. Right, right, right. No, I get it. And I know that song. I loved it as a small child at the swimming pool in the summertime. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so anything else we should know just about like the general experience when you get in and what it looks like, what people are doing there, that sort of thing? Um, it can be intimidating because most of us are used to, you know, sleek, new, modern websites, you know, and not just being greeted with a wall of text with some images scattered throughout. throughout. But the thing you need to remember is, just stay calm and look for a thread that you think you'll enjoy. Like, hey, this is something that I want to read more about or that I can even be part of the discussion for. Pop in, leave your reply, read what other people said, because it, it is mostly a discussion platform, you know? So I know you mentioned uh, some of the boards so far, like B, the random board, but what are the other most popular boards on 4chan? I'm a bit biased in this, but it's B and Poll are. And of course, GIF. Those are like mm-hmm. the three big ones. Now, and- GIF is one I'm only going to touch on quickly. That's the one where you post the porn. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of porn ones, but GIF is the one where you post the video porn. That's that's its little square. Wait, GIF is all porn? Its predominant use is not safe for work video posts. The newest thread on there right now is a rim job thread. <laughs> okay. 
cool. Wish I I'll was check there. that out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you better hurry. These threads usually only last a day or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And po- and poll is politically incorrect. Is that right? Yeah, that's where you talk about politics or any politically any subject that could be politically charged. So you had mentioned free speech earlier, sort of like a guiding principle of 4chan. Um, you know, we'd love to hear anything more about that and or, you know, what are, what, what are some other guiding principles that rule this site? There's free speech. You can say whatever you want and you will be mocked for it. No matter what your opinion is, you will be mocked. Is that good? Is that like character building? Like what's the... It is. Because uh-huh. the key is you should not get offended. You should fight back. Because mm. unfortunately, the only things that exist is your words. So you need to be able to dish it out just as well as you can take it. If someone calls you a dumbass, you need to be able to throw something back at them to, you know, not necessarily defend yourself, but it, it, it's just like back on the schoolyard. You know, if someone, if someone insults you, you need to insult back. I mean, there is no way to go to, to go to violence here. So you need to use your words to make your point and to defend yourself if need mm-hmm. be. There are no profiles and no profile pictures and no usernames on 4chan. So you post something, you're mocked, and I and then you fight back, as you said. And I understand that that's a threaded conversation. But then if you post again somewhere else on another board or or another thread, do people understand who is posting what and say, hey, that's the guy who posted that other shit? And then they come at, or or is it like every new conversation is new? In poll, you get... um. So, like uh, you, you get an ID that marks you, and this is something because um, I don't post a lot on polls, so I'm not 100% sure if this works cross-thread, but I know in one thread you can identify if it's the same guy posting, but that's okay. only in, on poll, and that's on other ones, you know, you can't, you, you don't, you won't know. You can identify it's the same person within a board, but not from board to board, if it's the same person? No, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's in, on poll, it's only, only within on the thread. The thread. Okay. You can see if it's the same person. And no, you, there's no way to tell. Even in, in all the other boards, you can't tell. I'm 90% sure. Like 4chan seems like a combative, uh, challenging place to, to converse. But it's different from Twitter of like, if you say something on Twitter and someone gets in your, you, you'll get harassed for weeks and months because people knew, know it's you and they screenshotted the tweet and they went back for this. It's like you have that conversation and, and then and essentially it, it, it vanishes or it, or it moves to another place. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's n- nothing is permanent. One of the, and it's, it's a really cringy thing, but there are rules of the internet that is completely idiotic. But one of those rules are there are no girls on the internet. And that does not mean women don't use the internet. And I'm relating, I'm going to relate this to fortune in a second. It means that any societal advantage that you might've got, might've gotten from being a woman or being a man or being whatever, you don't get that on 4chan. So you'll see if a, if a, and this happens sometimes that a that a woman tries to make the argument of as a woman or I went to a I went to an all girl or whatever argument that they made that is supported by just the fact that hey I am a woman you know give me things and not, I'm not saying that all women are like that but I've seen it happen and then mm. someone will say tits or GTFO and that so- is not an honest request for actual nudes it is a way to say hey. The only thing that you have to offer here, trying to argument that you're a woman, is your nudes. So if you want to have any basis for your argument of as a woman, then post that. Otherwise, make a proper good argument. And the same thing will happen for as a man. No, you're not a man. You're a wall of text on my screen. 
not who you are doesn't matter. You need to make a good argument or you need to say something that's not a complete dumbassery. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that, well, I guess it would depend on the context of the arguments, but I would think that people's perspective and where they're coming from is a valuable, reasonable uh, argument. Anyway, there is definitely context here that I can't provide because you know, it differs from thing to thing. But if it's just, hey, as a woman, I'm offended. No. You can, you can say, hey, I feel like this is offensive towards women for these reasons. But if you just post a butthurt as a woman or as a man or as this or as that, I am offended or I don't agree with this, then, then you contributed nothing. You did nothing to help that thread or add to that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like it's not about saying I'm a woman. It's about saying the argument afterwards. Right. Because just saying I'm a woman yes. and I'm offended isn't an argument, but saying this is offensive because then then it becomes an argument. Yeah, it's a way to force everyone who used any form of status or whatever to try to you know, get ahead in life. It's a way to force them to sit down and think and not just say, like, hey, my daddy owns Microsoft. I can do what I want. No, you need to sit down and you need to make a good point. You need to think for yourself. Because I think a lot of people on the internet don't really get offended. Just, they just think they should get offended. And then they get all up in arms about something or other. And I don't think that's healthy. And do you find that if someone someone says, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I think this is offensive to women because of XYZ, do you feel that people are receptive? Or do you think, or is it just tits or get the fuck out? Oh, no, they still get mocked just less. Which, you know, okay. everything will get mocked. Everything will get criticized, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can po- you, you can, I, and I've seen it. There was a pro-Trump and a pro-Biden th- r- thread right next to each other. Both had e- ex- almost exactly equal amounts of support and hate thrown at it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like me, I don't go on, because first of all, I'm not an American, so I have no interest in American politics. But I go on there, and a lot of people go on there to, you know, likely mess with people, you know? Just, 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 you know, see it as light teasing, you know. And I, I won't lie; I've done that my fair share of times. You know, go on, go on to fortune, you know, just go and wreak a little bit of havoc. Because, like I said, it's an anonymous word. Everything flies, and other people, most people, are expected to do that. It's something that you should not at all, in the slightest, take seriously. Because if you do, you're going to have a bad time. So, just momentarily, let's talk about another thing that fortune is very much known for. I think. I'm not a 4chaner, but it's been called the birthplace of memes. So I was wondering if you also have any reflections on that. I can talk about this since a very, very long time ago with, you know, when memes were still an archaic thing and a niche thing and not just, you know, such as mainstream as it is today. You know, with like when basically memes were just screenshots of video games or stuff like that, like Star Fox saying do a barrel roll or the horribly mistranslated all your base are belong to us. And those memes were found were posted on image boards to start with, and 4chan is one of the last surviving, you know, popular image, you know, very popular image boards. There's still a ton out there. I mean, I know the rage faces primarily started there. You know, with the, the at least the popular, po- sorry, fuck, that's a hard word. Popularization of rage faces and you know the troll face meme and and Rick rolling, which was you know a bit more of a YouTube trend, but you know trying to bait someone into clicking that link. And Pepe, he was he was yoinked straight from the boys club comic strip and thrown into fortune to use because you know it was this fa- fa- sad frog. So you know let's use him as a reaction image, and th- that's where reaction images started. You 
because along with your post, you can post an image. So you post that image to help convey the tone of your message. You know, if it's supposed to be something funny, you post a troll face meme. If it's supposed to be, you know, sad, you post sad Pepe. You can follow the shame, whereas 4chan creates a meme and it gets spread onto the neighboring media like Reddit and Instagram. Then that meme gets running to the ground and, you know, it, it, it changes, it eventually starts changing shape, you know, because you've seen memes evolve. It, it mostly starts from 4chan. Don't you guys miss when the internet was just rickrolling? Like, that was like a happier, more peaceful time. Like, I really, I if someone could rickroll me, I would be just really filled with sort of like a warm nostalgia feeling. And you guys, Jen and Matt, know I don't generally like nostalgia, but I think in this case, I'd be in. But but I, I perceive all, 4chan as a it's a it's a complicated beast, but it it harkens back to that older era of like text and image and then haha response. Here's the crying face image that I feel, but it's a comic that was taken out of context like that is that is the Internet of your and now it is all slick, you know, Instagram stories and sponsored ads. And, and that's not the Internet we grew up with. That is the the Facebookification and YouTubeification of the Internet. And uh, yeah, I do miss it. Yeah. So you were talking, you know, we talked before about free speech. And so also in terms of like guiding principles, it sounds like, like everything is fair game. You can mock like mockery seems like it's part of the backbone of this. But is that true? Um. I wouldn't say that exactly. I have put a lot of emphasis on that, but it's because I'm approaching this as someone telling someone who doesn't know anything about Fortune about <laughs> the site, and you need to be ready for when that comes your way. Um, okay. A lot of the threads, there are some a lot of wholesome things, you know, like to relate back to the, the green text I just told you, there was a guy who st- said that his father died and he went to a pizza place that his father used to work at and he ate the pizza, he got a free pizza there and listened to stories from the owner about his dad. And he posted a picture of smiling Pepe, you know, like a Pepe with a nice smile on his face. And someone asked, hey, do you have that look on your face? Did you have that look on your face then? And he said, yes. And he asked, do you have that same look now? And he said, yes. And just, I'm happy for you, Anon. And, you know, there's a lot of these things that are just nice, wholesome, or things that just don't make sense at all. You know, because, I mean, it is, the there's a random thread for a reason. No, I mean, a random board. It's a place for just whatever you want to post, you post. If it's going to be funny, it's going to be funny. If it's going to be, you know, wholesome, it's going to be wholesome. And if it's going to, you know, drop the N-word, then that's how it is. By the way, yeah, that's something that people need to know. It happens on the site and you can't let it get to you. Otherwise, you're just going to, again, have a bad time. So when something like the N word is dropped, like are people do people jump in immediately to combat that? Do you know what I mean? Like, does everything sort of like is contested like that? Like, if somebody said that, it it would oh. be part of the culture. Like, jump in and be like, no. Instead yeah. of contesting it and saying, hey, you can't say that, they'll say something back. Like, they'll if if they if let's assume this is on poll because in poll you can see someone's flag if they turned it on where they're from, or they can even select their own flag for whatever reason they want. So if you say they see they're an Asian, then and again, I'm using this as an example. Um, I, I need to preface this now. Any opinions that B and that 4chan holds does not necessarily reflect my opinions or the opinions, opinions of this podcast. I 
assume. <laughs> well, thank and you. Anything that I say here does not reflect on me or on anyone here. Honestly, as a tends to get the fuck so, out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is our policy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to get back to the thing, they'd call like a Chinese person a chink or something like that. You know, they throw it back at you as far like the, if need be. You know, or you just ignore it. If you see a thread of saying, "Hey, no black people allowed," then you just ignore it. If that's something you don't want to be a part of, you skip over because there are more threads. There are more things where you can, you know, find the people that you want to talk to and such. Right, but is it problematic to have places on the internet flourishing where they say no black people allowed? Here's the thing: I would rather, and also I'd rather have it there than have it here in the real world because there they can have their groups, they can have their segregation, and I feel like it's it's an outlet, you know. For people who have those opinions, like they t- they yell these things on the internet and they don't yell them in real life. They don't cause riots or burn down buildings. Well, because here of in America, in real life, they do you know? do it rather- in real life. <laughs> okay, uh, th- uh, th- that's a whole different can of worms. I'm talking about the fact that there have been white supremacists in-person rallies in America during Trump's reign. So my question is, you know, if you're arguing that it's nice for them to have a space online rather than in the real world, but doesn't it bleed from online into the real world? Let's imagine this as a tub, because that's how I honestly think it works. Let's imagine this like as a tub where you can fill, you no, know, and it's draining at a certain rate. And there's a tap gushing water into it at a slightly higher rate, right? But that tub and that drain catches a lot of it. That tub and that drain is 4chan and is the internet and is these spaces where these people can gather. Now, we can direct that tap that's pouring on the hate straight into the real world instead of just doing the leaks that the drain can't handle. But we don't because if people come over here and they post, hey, I hate this person or these people, it's a way for them to vent. It's like video games. Every thought video games cause violence. That has been proven false. And quite the contrary has been proven multiple times. Video games are cathartic and they lead to a, you know, a, a release. You know, when you, you can shoot people in video games, you can, you can do violence the there. You can get all this frustration out. I, I agree with you, but I think the difference there is that video games are purely fake. Whereas someone venting their hatred about a certain group online is commenting on very real world issues. Like, I need to say that I don't feel like it's okay that you can do it, you know? I, I don't think it's okay to go and post hate, you know? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have they post this on this online board than put posters up in the real world, because here you can ignore it. I can see a thread I don't agree with, I can scroll past. Yeah, but influence is influence. And and you you mentioned to us that you've been using the site since you were young. And so I'm imagining, especially younger or more susceptible uh, people using the site and scrolling through threads and seeing the infor- seeing hate speech. And yes, the four of us can ignore things. If the culture of 4chan is to ignore, then that's a very that's a fascinating cultural thing about the community and i think it's it's very positive but a less informed slash younger slash more susceptible slash radicalizable person will still see it and they may not have the faculties to ignore and i you know i think what ali is getting at is like 
we're having a real reckoning on the internet because we all think free speech is very important and crucial to the internet's success and survival and to and, and, and human rights around the world. It's not just in a US thing. But at the same time, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater and you 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 can't say certain things about certain groups in public discourse on television in the town square and whatever and so and you can no longer do it on twitter and facebook and so it's an interesting outlier and everything you're saying makes a lot of sense and the culture is the culture of 4chan is dealing with it but it won't catch every scenario and people can still be damaged by it hurt by it and and maybe the the bigger question is should we care about those people on 4chan um, I live by a simple philosophy. I have the right to say whatever I want, and you have the right to judge me for it. But mm-hmm. you don't have the right to tell me not to say it. And understand, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, those are companies. They have every right to regulate what is said on their platform. Orchan is a company. It has every right to regulate what is said on, that, on their platform. And yes, they do ban certain things. Like when that abysmal movie Cuties came out, 4chan banned all conversation of it. Because 4chan, 4chan hates pedophiles much more than I think the U.S. government does. Judging by the, the judging by the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, a lot more than most people do, in all honesty, and that's saying a lot. Like you don't mess with kids and you don't mess with animals. That's golden rules. Can you say more about that? And like, uh, I don't know. You mentioned Jeffrey Epstein. Like, how what how is 4chan? What were they saying about it? I mean, Fortune was one of the frontrunners. They uh, Fortune basically birthed the Jeffrey didn't kill himself meme because, and, and I mean, I think it's common knowledge now that at the very least, the circumstances of his death is highly suspicious, to say the least. And they they forced this meme into into circulation that caused awareness that made people realize, hey, this maybe is something that we should look into. And I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist because usually I'm not, but any sensible person needs has to admit that. At the very least, something is fishy with the whole Jeffrey Epstein case, and the speed at which mainstream media just dropped it, which is very scary. Unfortunately, was on the front lines with this, saying, no, this isn't right. Something went, something here is off. And what about animals? You mentioned that. Okay, there's a quick story I, I told about this. There's a kid on YouTube who made a video of him abusing his cat. And... Based on everything else, I mean, they found this kid and they reported him to the sheriff and they were arrested for animal abuse. In the end, fortune, yes, there are bad people, but fortune leans towards the greater good because it takes a honestly good person to put that much work in to save a child or an animal who is being hurt. I would love to hear about more ways. So you just mentioned like people mobilizing to get something done in the real world. Um, what are some other examples of that where 4chan has like bled over into like something that actually happened in the world? Okay, time for a massive meme. Um, Shia LaBeouf in 2017 decided he was going to launch this great campaign, He Will Not Divide Us, and it was supposed to run all through Trump's presidency. And it was this art installation protesting Trump and making sure that people know that, you know, Trump will not divide us. So, of course, Fortune instantly gets to work on ruining it because, you know, they basically got president, got Trump elected in the first place <laughs> with all the memes and such. And they were down if their candidate was going to go down. So they, the first installation was in New York. I, yeah, in New York. And it started early in the year or late 2016. 
and it was a live live cam feed that was supposed to run all through Trump's presidency, where people could go stand and chant the mantra, he will not divide us. And 4chan found out where this camera was and started, you know, trolling it, you know, shouting their own things into the camera, messing with people who actually went to the thing, and just, just having fun. So, um, Shia decided to take it down, but he started up a second one in, I think, Newark? No, it was, it was Albuquerque. It was Albuquerque. He started a new one with the exact same idea. And again, it, 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 they messed with it. You know, they spray, I think they, on second one, they spray painted the camera so that people can't see the stream. So then Shia decided, okay, they, they, they want war, I'll give them war. So he went and hoisted a flag with the words, he will not divide us, in a random location. The only thing visible on the stream was the flag and the sky behind it. That was it. Right? So they thought they had 4chan beat. No, 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 no. You should never, and I'm quoting something, and I cannot remember where I heard this for the first time, but it's a beautiful summation of 4chan. You can never underestimate the power of fully weaponized autism. So they got to work, right? First, they plotted the light. uh, Wait, can you pause just for a second? What What do you mean by that? (laughs) Um, it's 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 a bit of a trend that that if you go on 4chan, you're you're mentally disabled. There's something (laughs) wrong with you. Because only speak like because like I said the the, the the culture is a bit aggressive and there you know and it lends to people people and a lot of people on the side do have mental illnesses like are somewhere on the spectrum and so, like self admit admittedly stereotypical of artists to have you know tics and obsessive behavior you know it's like one of the signs so the, this obsessive behavior has earned them this kind of thing. All right, so you were telling us um about the flag being waved and what was happening with Shia LaBeouf. Ah, so this flag has the absolute goal to exist, you know? So they make a plan. They decided, okay, we need to think of something. So first they narrow it down to one half of the planet because it was daylight. So, okay, we know it's somewhere with light, most likely on the continental United States because Shia is a United States citizen. So then they track the light, see how it gets darker, and they plot it. Okay, it's somewhere within the eastern third of the United States, right? At the same time, people say, people, someone saw, hey, that's a plane that just th- flew through the frame. So they go and analyze every single flight. There, there's a website that shows you every single flight in the air. And they go and analyze that, and they wait for a second one, and they get a second one. And they see where the two planes cross at that angle. And they start narrowing it down. Meanwhile, night falls. They use the stars and constellations and how they look and their rotation to narrow it down even farther. They hear frogs knowing, hey, this needs to be, this flag is somewhere in wetlands or marshlands or some kind of swamp, maybe. Narrowing it down even further. The plane team pops back in, hey, we predict two more planes are going to fly over within moments. And they do. They have their location. One guy goes and gets in his truck, and he starts driving near where they think it is and honking his horn. People in the live stream listen for that horn, and they hear it. And it was around midday when they found this flag, when they found the flag. So they wait until nightfall. They rush the flag, take it down, and replace it with a MAGA hat and a Pepe t-shirt. And that's how we found the flag. We got confirmation because 
the guys who got the flag posted on the thread, the flag with a timestamp. So we have a confirmation that was the flag. Oh my God. So we're, okay. I'm just trying to understand where these, the people who did this coming, you know, from 4chan to like organize to do this, were they Trump supporters or was it like just a big old prank? I'm just curious because you mentioned the MAGA hat at the end. I mean, it's, it's the MAGA hat. It's, it's irony. It's irony because it was an anti-Trump installation. So of course they had to put something pro-Trump on it just to maximally mess with Shia. I mean, Shia is a big meme ever since the Transformers and the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. It just all compounded to make this big thing. Well, speaking of MAGA, I know you also mentioned the connection between 4chan and Trump and that 4chan perhaps played a role in his election. I was wondering if you have additional thoughts on that connection and if 4chan helped elect Trump. Oh no, they most definitely did. Like, uh, I mean, Trump was a massive meme. No one expected him to win. But on the other end, Hillary Clinton, uh, let's just say, eh, you know, yikes, and leave it at that. So they said, okay, we're going to take this guy that has no chance of winning. I mean, look at him. It's Donald Trump. He was a pro wrestler. I mean, not a pro wrestler, but he was, he was in the WWE. He was on video saying, um, grab her by the pussy. You know, how the hell will this guy become president? We know exactly how this guy is going to become president. We're going to make him become president. We're going to turn him into a meme and just, you know, force him forward. And that's the same time that Pepe got declared a hate symbol for some reason, because it was associated with uh, alt-right media. I'm I'm not saying that it's solely Fortune's responsibility that Trump won, but they definitely played a part in it. And it was all for for shits and giggles, you know? Like like most things 4chan does, it's all for shits and giggles. But it does have real-world repercussions. Yeah, it did have real-world real world repercussions. But 4chan saw Trump as the lesser of two evils. They would rather have this living meme than Hillary Clinton to use their nomenclature. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we should avoid uh, the Trump versus Hillary situation, since that's a can of worms that's been opened and shut and opened before. So let's move on to something somewhat similar, which is we know that you've spoken about the vigilante justice side of 4chan. Um, for our listeners, you know, our guest and Matt had a little pre-chat before this recording. So we know you spoke about the vigilante justice. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that side of 4chan? Yeah, one of my favorite examples, and it's one that became a meme because of the guy who did a narration of it, is the Burger King foot lettuce. So, um, something that I forgot to mention with the He Will Not Divide Us is the speed at which 4chan works. That flag was found found in less than 36 hours. So they, they work fast. So a guy posted a picture of himself st- in his Burger King uniform standing in the bucket of lettuce that they put on the burgers, you know? He was wearing his boots and all, and, and he's like, hey, this is the Burger King you get at, I mean, this is the lettuce you get at your local Burger King. And the people on 4chan were not too happy about this. That's several health code violations right there. So they start working on it and making a few calls. And I think within three hours, they found out where this guy were exactly where this guy worked, who he was. They contacted the branch and he got fired for, you know, standing in the fucking lettuce. Um, and th- that was also speedy, speedy. 
And it became a meme because there is a guy on YouTube called Chills. He did a narration of like 15 things 4chan did or some, something like that line. And the way he said, N- I, I can't I can't recreate it. Um, But he, the way he says number 15 Burger King foot lettuce is <laughs> it, it's very comical. Are there other examples of this vigilante justice? There was this guy. I, I, it's going to it's going to touch the can of worms at an anti-Trump protest, you know, or at a mm-hmm. Trump rally. Can't remember which one, but there was an anti-fu guy. And he had like, mm-hmm. one of those big fucking bike locks with like the metal U shape that like locks into this thing. And on video, he just goes over and he just clocks this one guy with it, you know. Now, the, guy, the bike lock guy was wearing a, had like a mask on. So this other guy is bleeding on his head. That's assault with a deadly weapon. So Fortune was like, hey, this can't fly. This, that's, that's, that's not okay. You can just bonk someone on the head with a fucking bike lock. They scoured for any video footage, tracking it, whatever it is they saw, like the bike lock or that guy's jacket, they, they followed him until they fucking found him. And they reported him to the police. And I think to date, he's still on the run or just was never arrested. And they know for sure it's the right person. They know for, this isn't a Boston bomber situation. They've like uh-huh. they, they've like confirmed it. It is the same person. Boston bomber situation. I feel like we should explain that for the listeners. I'm, I'm not very familiar with it. Um, I just never read it. Thought they caught the Boston bomber and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, that mm-hmm. turned that turned bad. Yeah. So similarly to how you're describing the vigilante justice, you crowdsourced. Hey, let's look at this footage. Let's look at this camera. Let's let's honk the horn. Make sure it's the right thing. Like. It sounds like 4chan has this down to a science, but like Reddit got it wrong with the Boston bomber and it was a, it was a, a big mess. Um, I, 4chan has to have made mistakes and gotten it wrong. Do you recall any examples of that or, or has it been written about? Honestly, I can't because, uh, because when, when it comes, and I think part of it boils back to 4chan's criticizing nature, um, Reddit tried to emulate and the moment that they got a winner they're like okay boys we did it we can lock down shop mm. but unfortunately it's like hey it's this guy and 12 people will inst- without even looking at your evidence go no you're a dumbass so it there is so much more scrutiny on what you post in fortune and the proof you try and deliver that unless you have rock solid evidence and you know hey this is the guy and people aren't going to agree with you and it's not going to mm-hmm. get traction So I guess something that's interesting is, you know, I really like that phrase you mentioned earlier about like everyone is just lines of text, right? So in in this weird way, it's inclusive, but also very much not inclusive. And I know also in your conversation with Matt before we were recording that you mentioned that 4chan's views tend to be pretty traditional. So how does that work? How is it in what ways do you think it's, it is inclusive and how does, but I mean, I tend to think of inclusivity and traditionalism as uh, mutually exclusive. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I was just wondering if you could expound a little bit on that relationship. The way I see it is the reason fortune is completely inclusive is because in the end, there is no race, gender, sexual orientation, anything like that on fortune. There is just what you say. So you exist as nothing but raw personality on 4chan, unless you decide to reveal more about yourself in like a picture or what you say, that is all you are. I feel like that's something people are scared of, because if you're just you, you don't have any other layers that you could blame prejudice on. If you're just you and you get called out, then it's you being called out. It's not you being called out because you're a woman or because you're black or because you're a guy or whatever. 
There isn't there is nothing like that. If you get called out for something that you post, it's you and you might have to genuinely think about yourself. And I think a lot of people are scared of that. With all that said, Brendan, thank you for being here with us today. It was very valuable to learn about 4chan, and we appreciate you taking the time, um, especially all the way from South Africa. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's a problem. Happy to be here. Where shall we begin, Jennifer? (laughs) I was just going to say, I really appreciate that Brendan shared so openly about all of that, and I thought it was a very gracious guest. Um, Something I'm struggling with this as I think about all this um and you know it's a couple different things but one is just like the real world repercussions of some of the things that are described <laughs> um because it seems that there are real world repercussions <laughs> for hate speech but right like he's know. saying that yeah. like have a, having a space to get out your hate speech online rather than in the real world is good but then in the same interview talks about how 4chan did help elect Trump so there's a very right. clear link to the real world Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know, the tits or get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't know. That also yeah, obviously I mean, it's like was a the, little the hard I- to swallow. Yeah. The <laughs> idea of like you need to make a real argument like that's cool. And I get that. But like if your tagline for it objectifies women, which it just does, like that is an objectification of women, like then you're not going to be an inclusive space certainly for women like i don't want to hang out in a place that's like tits or gtfo even if it's not a serious request like it's just not a place i would want to be (laughs) it's just like a sort of a definition of inclusivity i haven't thought of before (laughs) (laughs) um you know in terms of like uh, you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think he was saying it's like the words that ultimately matter what people say it's not about Mm -hmm. who you are but i think it's just hard for me to like really wrap my brain around like it's just the words but then like the words are being predominantly said as i mean according to him by straight white men <laughs> but i i don't know you know if that's actually true of the demographics but it's like can it truly be inclusive it just means that everybody there is sort of conforming to that standard but that's just how i heard it i'm not sure right you have to say also that it's like um you know as a man i'm offended by that well dick or get the fuck out you know so <laughs> right. unless that's not happening then there is a standards issue there i suppose in terms of inclusivity sure right sure, sure. right do you think dick or gtfo has a nice ring or should it be balls or gtfo or mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I personally what? prefer like scrotum or gtfo i think that's <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. a good one. All right. All right. I just workshopped it and I think we all agree. Great. <laughs> that that just hits harder, you know. I don't know. It's yeah. funny you know? but also grotesque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but men would p- post pictures of their their scrotums. And also is it scrotums or scrota? Does anyone know? <laughs> I think it's actually scrota, but if we yeah, have any doctors it, out there, let us know. So is it uh, <laughs> scrota or GTFO? Um, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, no, there were so many things that were really fascinating. I do want to echo what Jen said. Like, it, it, I love that so many of our guests have been so open because that is a more interesting conversation than sort of towing some sort of party line about, you know, the image they want to present or this or that. And of course, you know, we recognize that 4chan is a very, very large community. And so you, it, it really isn't fair to categorize them one way or another. Um, that said, <laughs> he had this quote, 4chan leans towards the greater good. And he was talking about how they're against pedophilia. 
and animal cruelty because those are like the most innocent creatures. And I get that. But also Hitler famously loved animals and saved them all while killing (laughs) Jews. So, you know what I mean? So it's like if you're not, you know, the, the vigilante justice, like the the amount of time and effort that is spent on Burger King lettuce versus like hate against humans, you know, it's that's hard for me to reconcile Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. Although, you know, I don't want to eat lettuce that's been stepped on either. So no, fair. fair. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, there's a meta question burning for me that I want to pose to you, which is there's a hierarchy of, I don't know, let's call them human rights or civil rights or whatever. And <laughs> as kids, at least in the U.S., we're we're fed this th- this idea that like fr- if, if free speech is the First Amendment of our uh, of our Constitution, it's number one, and it feels like the most important thing. But we have seen time and time again that when you let anyone say anything, especially with the a- internet megaphone, there are other problems that happen, and they are not just like oh we disagree and feel bad about it. It's like re- as you said, real world problems, violence, uh, marginalization, and bias, and all these things. And so I forget if it was a guest who told us this, but basically, like you know, PBS, all these. TV stations had standards for what you could say or do during oh, children's yeah. and programming, right? Yeah, and so, that's like, for broadcasters, right. of course. So, for the so, it's not that crazy to think that the internet should have similar rules. Mm, but it's different because those are rules for broadcasters and media companies and such. And there's also was this theory, you know, the carrier stuff was like the government owns the bandwidth over which these um, programs are being transmitted, and therefore there there needs to be rules. Uh, what this is, what the internet is, is more of the town square. And so enshrined in our constitution is if if I and all my neighbors go out into the street and need to discuss an issue, we can all say whatever we want and thought is not a crime and speech is not a crime, no matter what, full stop, period. And that is sort of this American institution value in other countries, obviously, enshrine it too. So, but then you, but then you can't yell fire in a crowded theater and you can't say hate speech legally like so we're i guess and i said this in the interview we're we're having this reckoning of like we want the internet to be a free place but also that leads to really bad shit and so it's a philosophical question of like maybe free speech is not the most important thing yeah i don't think maybe, it's a good idea i'm not into free yeah. speech anymore <laughs> but that's so hard to digest and 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 actually no it's not that's that's e- that's the easy part is that maybe universal 100% free speech is not good the hard part is who gets to say what is banned and what's not is it tech companies that feels bad is it the governments that feels bad is it you know right. groups of people itself? militias communities that is i don't i can't figure that out well i'm not electing you for office then matthew please don't please do not but like, what do you think? Where do where do you where does your gut land on this stuff? Because I'm conflicted. I personally think hate speech shouldn't be allowed in any forum whatsoever. Ever. Mm-hmm. I think if you have hate speech in your brain, you got to keep it to yourself, and then that way other people 
can't go out there and be like, oh, wow, this other person thinks just like me. Maybe we're right. Like, it just you shouldn't be allowed like under any circumstances. And I think Europe has much stricter laws against hate speech after the Holocaust. Like, But but who decides what is hate speech and what is not is a more pertinent question, maybe. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I don't know where it's hard. You know, when you see it, it's like porn, but. things are out of context. Right. And I mean, it's like, what's the line where it becomes hate speech, right? Because you don't want to just, that's a microaggression, not to, I mean, those Mm -hmm, are, those are mm -hmm. valid at the workplace or whatever, but like the internet would just go, that just wouldn't be good either. Uh, Like a a, a microaggression is bad and we should be mindful of them, but are they crimes? Probably not. I don't think they should be because also at that point, you're not providing any learning experiences for people, right? To some extent, people should, because microaggressions often are kind of like accidental, Mm -hmm. thoughtless, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, moments, arguably insults, but they're not necessarily ill intentions. And then if we don't allow those, then we also aren't going to have space for learning conversations for like, hey, here's why this was offensive. I think those are just a completely different category than hate speech where you're like. So let me ask you this, uh, because I find this really fascinating. There are people among us uh, in our world and in our country who grow up in racist cultures, families, communities, and casual racism is probably not malicious on their part. They are just saying things and doing things that they just don't know any better because they are ignorant. Is that, and we would categorize a lot of that stuff as hate speech. However, it was not necessarily malicious by the individual it is systemically malicious but that individual may not be aware right. and i that think it's important shit. to provide space for learning and i think if everything is outlawed there is no space for learning but i don't know what the line is matthew that's why Where's i did this podcast line? it's so hard it's so hard I and i need know. to know i need everything to be in I a box very line. clear clearly labeled why isn't it <laughs> Matt spent too long in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the internet clearly is power and words have power. I'm thinking of that example of a woman who was part of a very famous church that is going out of my mind, but maybe you guys know what I'm talking about. But um, basically, it was like through Twitter that she and she grew up in a family that like subscribed to the beliefs of this church. And one of the big ones was that being gay, like God hates gay people right. or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. And she and she would protest like her family took her to protest around the country. And she had a Twitter following and people on Twitter actually like helped her come around essentially to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it was people who. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, what that's I'm... such a cool story. She like ended up marrying this guy who engaged her on. Well, not engaged. They got engaged later, but he engaged <laughs> with her on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. She was the that's representative awesome. of. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but like a major, Is it the major. Westboro, yeah, Westboro I think it's, I think that's yeah. it. She was but like gets... their social media manager, and then yeah. people on Twitter engaged with her, and she came around, changed her mind, married one of her <laughs> Twitter. I don't want to say trolls, but yeah, (laughs) because he engaged her in a in a fruitful way. Yeah. So, I mean, the the dilemma is like that's such a beautiful, amazing story, but those stories are so rare too. So rare. But we do need to believe it works. The internet does need to be reconfigured to hold space for actual reasonable conversation and changing of hearts and minds, and not just like yelling at each other and like um, posting fan cams. 
of K-pop <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love that. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe like just as important as like places where you can say anything that's on your mind is like, I love what he was talking about, about like a bartender situation where you go in, you can share your problem and he offers you like a bit of wisdom. Like maybe there need to be more sort of... I hate Who's to in get- charge of dispensing the wisdom? I was going to say like a healing space, but Matt, I don't know who it who does that. <laughs> well, but this, but this, re- this relies on the engagement and kindness of of not. I'm not want to say volunteers, but like people who go out of their way to engage. And those are rare people. This is not an institutionalized thing. And I think about rebuilding the internet all the time, but it's mostly from a perspective of like it shouldn't be supported by advertising. It, it should be funded in a, dif- in a different way, which true. will make it less abusive. But that does not solve the how do we make the internet more engaging or empathetic um uh, until they we virtually beam like physical bodies into your room and then you're sitting down with them face to face and it is indistinguishable from real life it will always be video chats and images and text which in breeds anonymity which breeds uh like you said yelling and Mm -hmm. no empathy Mm -hmm. it's a technological barrier that we are we are not even close to solving Yep. If you know how to solve it. uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you know how to solve all the world's problems. (laughs) As always, we'd love to hear from you. You know, obviously a lot to say thinking about all of this. So tweet at me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also text or leave us a voicemail. Yeah, that phone number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you should join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. If you've never been on Discord, it is free. It's easy. It's kind of like a chat room. Um, and we like to hang out there with listeners of the show. Come on in. You can suggest show topics. Um, we love to even tell you who we're about to interview so you can suggest questions. Discord.gg slash 2G1P. Ali, if they want to contribute, how do they do it? Please, dear God, do. Uh, Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Even if you can only give a dollar a month, those dollars add up to more dollars because math. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Have a good week. Girls One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Gopher. Then published under the pseudonym Tits or Get the Fuck Out, I need produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. I was stung once when I was a child. <laughs>